Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from around the state to your town square. With our hosts, Mickey Shields, the Director of Membership Services, and Katie Wheeler, the League's Business Relations Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. Welcome back to The Square. Katie, are you with us? I am here. <laughs> it's good to How hear are you? Doing, doing well, doing well enough. It's, Good. Uh, you, uh, have you uh, recovered from not winning the annual <laughs> golf tournament? Uh, the ego is bruised a bit still. It's going to take a while to get over that. And <laughs> going to have to get out to the driving range, I suppose, a bit more often. Um, it was no fault of my team. I was grouped with a bunch of excellent golfers. I think I held us back. Could not make a putt the entire round. But uh, it was a lot of fun. We had... A lot of golfers out there this year. I think we had over 60 people participate. A lot of sponsors that uh, we we really appreciate everyone coming out and, and supporting the league and supporting the Tim Shields Endowment, uh, which is the the golf outing is the, is the main fundraiser for that endowment, which then uh, funnels funding to local leadership development for uh, mayors, council members, city managers, city clerks. Uh, so it's always uh, a great event for us, and again, it raises funds for a great cause. Yes, it was a fun day. I will definitely agree. Yeah, I was a little disappointed that the league, um, you know, there's a lot of staff there. All they had to do was grab a set of golf clubs. They could have played. Oh, my word. No, <laughs> so I think. I would still be there. the concept of the best shot you know you just take you take the best shot you don't all have to play your own ball you can keep it along (laughs) for the listeners out there you may recall past episodes in the summertime where i uh i really encourage my colleagues at the league to play in our outing there's always the common refrain is i don't know how to golf like well either do i nobody really knows how to play golf yes you do It's yes, a sport of frustration, but um, when it's for a good cause and you're out there in the beautiful weather that we had uh, mm-hmm. this year, it's a lot of fun. Yes, and our small city workshops have started, and I believe people can still register for that. Well, that's correct. As we're recording, we still have a couple to go here. They're going to be done online. The first one was held here recently. And this year, the small city workshops focus on uh, the Rural Strength Smart Program, through our partnership with Iowa State University and uh, through a grant that uh, our two entities have received from the National Science Foundation, which has enabled us to make the workshops free this year. And so we're doing them all online. We've had one so far talking about community arts and the importance of that Mm -hmm. in our rural communities and really all of our cities. And and the next two will dig into more of the issues uh, that our rural communities are facing with the main idea with that Rural Strength Smart Program is helping cities that maybe uh, seeing a population decline or at least a stagnant population, perhaps losing some businesses, uh, but still want to thrive and still want to be a town that people can call home. Um, and so what are the ways we can do that? Uh, looking at things like quality of life, cultural amenities, uh, making sure that you have uh, some of the basics in town that people need, uh, such as daycare and housing, um, so we can ensure that these cities are still able to uh, thrive going into the future. So it's a, it's a really important issue for our membership. 
And uh, we always call these a small city workshops, but a lot of the guidance, it could be almost any size of city out there. Uh, so if you were looking for infor more information on that, you can go to iowaleague.org. And again, this year's small cities workshops are free. So anyone can sign up and mm -hmm. take a look. Also, we'll, we're recording each of those sessions. So the recorded videos will be available after the fact, and we'll be posting that to the Rural Strength Smart website. Cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome that those are free. I think that's a great topic and hopefully everybody can join in or listen afterwards. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And a big thing that's going on right now is we're gearing up for our annual conference. Um, you want to share more about that? Of course. Yeah, this is uh, really the next big event after uh, the small city workshops for the league side of things. We start focusing in on our annual conference. It'll be uh, September 28th through the 30th in Waterloo. And we're really excited to be heading up there. And mm -hmm. at this point for league staff behind the scenes, it's really just making sure we get people registered and signed up. We have some loose ends to tie up, um, getting things planned out, but we're pretty much set. Um, and now it's just, it's like kind of planning a party and you've got all the ingredients and you've got all the drinks and the snacks. Now you just need people to show up. <laughs> so uh, we encourage everybody get online. You can register on the league's website. And once you register, you'll get a link to the housing bureau, which is the system that we use to connect you all with the uh, hotels in the Waterloo area mm -hmm. where we have room blocks set up. So it's kind of a two-step process. You register for the conference itself, and then we'll follow up with an email uh, for that housing bureau. Uh, but registration's open. Uh, we take registrations all the way up to the event. There is a late cutoff date, but we're, we'll, we charge a late fee beginning, Katie, correct me if I'm wrong, late July, somewhere in there. Mm, it's August. Or it's August, I'm sorry. It's I should know this maybe mid-August. Like... <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, as the conference is a little bit later than... Yeah. Uh, a normal time of mid-September. We're in late September this year. Actually, it might be August 13th. Don't quote me on that, but it's my sister's birthday, and I think I remember <laughs> that date in my head. So. It's a special day. <laughs> yes. um, be that as it may, if you're thinking about coming to our conference, don't wait. Don't delay. Sign up today, and we'll look forward to seeing that you. Rhymes. <laughs> that rhymes. I didn't even mean to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's also... Uh, bringing up conference kind of leads us right into our this episode's guest right yes yes i don't know if you remember mickey but during the closing brunch at the last year's conference we watched a promotional video of the waterloo of waterloo mayor quentin hart and he was featured as a construction worker a hotel staff a chef an artist he was washing city signs and i have to tell you that this i have thought of this promotional video more than once since I have seen it and it's on our website. You can actually watch it. And I will say that uh, Mayor Hart set the bar pretty high and I, I, it definitely made me excited to go to Waterloo and I, Mayor Hart is no stranger to the square. We've actually interviewed him before he was actually our league president in 2020. And so Mayor Hart, welcome back to the square. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, Mickey, um, next year I'm going to win the golf. Oh. I'm, oh. I'm coming out of retirement, so shoulders are <laughs> better and I'm ready. 
Well, I got to find a way onto your team then. I mean, I just, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Collaboration. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for hopping on the square, Mary Hart. It's always good to chat with you. Um, it's been a, a minute <laughs> since we have held our conference in Waterloo, 21 years to be exact. And uh, this is uh, maybe an interesting tidbit. I actually attended that conference. I was a student at UNI. And I uh, came over for a day. My dad was working. Uh, he's at the Institute of Public Affairs at UI, and he had a booth at the conference. So I came over and got to see what the Iowa League of Cities was all about. So that was fun. Um, Katie, do you want to share where you were in 2001? I was a junior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you probably not were not there. at the conference? No. This will be my first conference in Waterloo. So I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. And Mayor Hart, what were you doing in 2001? Well, you know, I wasn't born. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let me see. I don't even remember. 21 years ago, that was 2001. I had just started working at uh, Hawkeye Community College, uh, right out of college, a few years after my master's, and was working to try to impact the lives of students. There you go. Oh, so the public service had begun. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So what, since that time, in 21 years, it's been a little while. Uh, what are some of the perhaps more significant changes Waterloo has made since we, the league has last been there? Well, I mean, where do we start? Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, right now we've been working on a, our, our convention center. Uh, so we are remodeling it, a uh, pretty extensive remodel. Uh, so it looks good on the inside. Uh, and the outside, we're working on, as you all know, the Sullivan brothers are uh, from Waterloo. So we're working on a memorial plaza right outside that convention center so we can teach our young people and visitors about the history and dedication of the Sullivan family, but all service members. And mixing that in, though, with uh, other uh, folks that have made great sacrifice for the community. So that'll be pretty exciting. Uh, there's been renovations uh, um, around the entire convention center. We have our amphitheater. We have businesses. We have a museum district uh, with the John Deere Museum, uh, the largest Haitian art collection uh, in the United States, and our Grout Veterans Museum. So we we have we have. Um, the trails and rec uh, expo plaza we we've we have transformed uh our downtown for the better and it's it's continually to continuing to take off yeah we the lead, so as you know mayor hart lead, some of the league staff got to come up and visit earlier this year as we were making uh our preparations for the conference and yeah the investments are just uh so incredible uh, the downtown itself, that area has really uh, been turned around in, in so many places and it, the work continues. I think our, our attendees are going to be really impressed with what they find. And one of the ways they're going to be able to do that are with some mobile workshops that we have planned out, including a scooter tour. This will be the first time ever that the league is going to I uh... I wish I could go. <laughs> I know. This is so every year. It. There's a few events where league staff will come to Katie or myself and say, like, can I go work that one? Because that looks like a lot of fun. Yes, and I wish this year, I could. It's, yeah, it's definitely the scooter tour. Uh, 
So we're going to have some e-scooters that people can zip around Waterloo, downtown Waterloo and see some sites. Uh, we also have one that's going to uh, look at the Walnut neighborhood on some uh, housing redevelopment work there that's really turning around a neighborhood in Waterloo. And then also the smart city and looking at the city's uh, use of different tech to boost operations and improve efficiencies. Uh, so Mayor Hart, when you think about these different opportunities for our atten attendees to both see the city and gain some knowledge. Um, what are you excited about and showing off your town? And uh, are you going to be on a scooter is what I really want to know. <laughs> uh, if you, if you, uh, th there's certain times in the day, uh, if you ride through downtown, you'll see me in a suit on a scooter. Uh, it's a great way to travel. <laughs> and we have two really good companies, uh, Bird and Hellbiz. Uh, they've come into the community and it's really uh, a really nice amenity and very fun, but I'm going to try. I wish I could be in all three places at the same time. You know, the, the second, the second uh, one that you mentioned, uh, because oftentimes when we go to cities, you get to see all the shiny objects and those things, but uh, we're really looking forward to see how redevelopment uh, is taking place in our community. Um, we have some areas that have been underserved and, We've made a commitment that uh, no neighborhood and no community is left behind. So we've been able to utilize some public-private partnerships to be able to rebuild that camaraderie, that community good. And so that's great as being focused. And then our goal of becoming a smart city. Um, last night, it was just fortunate we had a meeting uh, with our consultant Magellan to lay out uh, our fiber optic plan for the city and how we're uh, connecting our services using data uh, to improve snow removal, our solid waste collections, our smart street pole. And we're uh, just uh, making those decisions and those plans right now that's going to propel us uh, 10 and 15 years from now. Go ahead, Katie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, those all sound really great. I. Um, there's a, the housing partnership topic was also featured in our July Cityscape magazine, which is a really good article and really great information about that workshop. And I am with you, Mayor Hart. I wish I could attend all three of these. I would absolutely love that. And I know our attendees will find all of those super valuable. Um, we are excited to hear that you will be emceeing our awards banquet on Thursday night. Um, and I know from your promotional video that I'm certain it will be very entertaining. <laughs> and I will also say that I have heard from more than one person that you are a very good dancer. So can we expect to see, I, and you know what's funny? It's like the most, the very random times that I hear it it's from very random people. So it must be a, a true fact. So can we expect to see a performance at some point during the conference? You know, you'll see many performances and dancing probably won't be one of them. <laughs> I mean, this bar. So I, I'm going to tell you, for those that know, uh, the red carpet, uh, we're going to roll out the red carpet uh, for folks. We are so proud uh, of our progress. And. I am not going to dance. And in that promotional video, you saw me sweeping floors, painting. Uh, but yeah, uh, no dancing. But if that'll get folks to come, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
there, there's a rumor going around that uh, Cedar Falls Mayor Green is going to challenge you to a dance off. That's just that's just what I've heard. Oh my gosh! Did you do that one? Did you do? That? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. They told you me know, that was going to be thrown out. I was like, all right. You, Mayor Green, I don't know if he was break dancing, if he was <laughs> doing a pop lock. He did some move on me that I've never seen in my life. Uh, so I, we need a reenactment of that. I may have yeah. a video for that one, Mike. It was, I don't know what to call it. He kind of <laughs> shimmied and he fell to the ground. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that sounds about my, my dancing style. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Mayor Hart, you've been to uh, several of our conferences over the years, of course, and uh, what would you tell someone that's perhaps listening to this episode that's on the fence about coming up to Waterloo this uh, this September and what kind of um, education they can gain and what, can they, they, what they could uh, put, potentially bring back to their communities from the conference? Well, I'll say, um, you know, number one, uh, it's about uh, collaborating and, and finding out what other communities are doing and trying to take some of those best practices. And you really learn that at the conference. You may find someone that's dealing with a similar situation that you may think you're on an island, but you got a lot of like mind uh, people there uh, and you need to, to get in there and learn as much as you can. We owe it to our communities. Number two, camaraderie is incredible. There's things that we go through as elected official or working in uh, our city operations, and you need that group to be able to bounce things off of, to be able to find some support with those that uh, face similar challenges and and opportunities. And so Mm -hmm. that's incredible. Finding mentors is highly important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the league does an incredible job with developing uh, exceptional leadership uh, throughout our cities. And uh, it's an incredible opportunity to take advantage of all of those great resources. And then last but not least, um, I know different places brag on their cities, so I won't, uh, I won't um, disappoint you with that, but we have so much to offer. Uh, it's an incredible environment. Uh, you can see some of the things we've been able to do, and I'm an excellent host, and our city is looking forward uh, to having you there. We will have a one-in-a-kind uh, fireworks and a light show along our bridge you've never seen in the state of Iowa. So oh, yeah. uh, from the learning aspects to the uh, camaraderie to just the sheer uh, enjoyment of being in another city, you can't miss this one. You need to get here be here couldn't have said it better ourselves yeah Yeah, this we're super excited it's going to be a great time right around that convention center too there's so much to do and one thing that we wanted to ask before we let you go is if somebody has a day to spend in waterloo what are are some of the things you tell them to do well right and and for those that don't know waterloo has the uh, number one or number two theme park in the entire united states lost island uh, yeah. This past Saturday, the 18th of June, uh, we opened up our uh, Lost, Lost Island theme park. Um, so that's right here. This amenity is right here within the city. We have an incredible uh, museum district. We have uh, Waterloo Bucks. We have the Blackhawks. Uh, we have uh, so much here for people to actually enjoy and see and the restaurants and the convention center, the sportsplex. 
Um, we have one of the largest uh, baseball um, soccer area. I mean, soccer areas in the entire state. So uh, you can come on in and enjoy a, a day here. Uh, and you'll probably end up wanting to stay because there's so much here to see and be a part of. And we have our Isla Casino, which is across the street from our uh, water park and our theme park. Uh, so our, our amenities rival second to none. Yeah, I think you're going to need more than a couple of days, right, Katie? That's right. We've been to the water park there, actually, my family and I, and we loved it. It's probably one of our favorites, actually. Yeah, that one's it's super nice. People need to get up there. I haven't been to the theme park yet since that just opened. We're, well, we got it on the docket for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and uh, and and we are what we consider to be a gracious host. Our tagline is Waterloo is a community of opportunity uh, for all, and so we pride ourselves on being just that. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you for coming on the Square, Mayor Hart. As always, it's a pleasure. Yeah, we appreciate uh, you and we per- so appreciate your community and all support for our conference this September. You guys have been so great to work with and um, we can't wait to be up there in September. All right. Looking forward to hosting and thank you all for choosing Waterloo this year. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, in our next uh, segment of the square this month, we are going to speak with a brand new uh, league employee who happens to be in our membership services department. And uh, Amanda Trebon Boyd is her name, and she's our new membership services coordinator. Uh, she joined us in mid June, and we poached her from the, the city of Jessup, where she was a deputy clerk. Amanda, welcome to the square. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me today. How welcome. are things? Uh, how are things so far for you? Two weeks in, you're still with us. So yeah, I've officially <laughs> hit my two week mark today. Um, been pretty busy. So last week was definitely busy week one. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of um, I guess leveled out a little bit more now. Not so busy, but so far so good. I'll change very soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm I sure there's definitely weeks where it goes like rampant, and then it kind of lulls out a little bit, but. It does. And I've been telling Amanda that you can't really predict it always, um, aside from really that first week of the month when a lot of cities have their council meetings. And of course, we're here to support our members when they come up with all kinds of questions that usually derive from a council meeting and they're trying to do different things locally. And which, uh, again, that's why we're here. So um, we'll have a, a lot of action coming our way, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. So to get uh, help our listeners get to know you a little bit better, Amanda, what uh, can you share a little background? Where did you grow up and go to school and, I don't know, favorite color maybe? <laughs> so I grew up in Jessup, which is where I'm still at currently. We're working on relocating. So um, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with where Jessup is, uh, we're about 15 miles east of Waterloo, small farming community. Um, it's a really great little town. Just did you grow up on a farm? I did not, no. Okay. Nope. Not at county. all. I'm a townie, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know the, a lot of farmers, but I myself am a townie. And what is the current population of Jessup? I, we should know this, Katie. Um, I'm going to be terrible to admit. I don't know. It's like 25, just over 2,500. So I okay. don't know the exact number. Right. Which I know a lot of listeners that may not be super familiar with Iowa populations. 2,500 is 
uh, actually a, a good sized city in Iowa. Um, this is where it's all relative. Uh, the way people kind of define small towns or rural towns or big cities. Uh, but Iowa is a state of small communities. So 2,500, that's, you know, it's kind of in that in-between area, in my opinion. Yeah. So I know we lost some with the census, hence why I can't remember the exact number, but it was a silly loss, like 13 people or something like oh, that. Sure. Right. And we, we're, I'm sure, far more over 2,500 than we actually got in the census. But yeah. I think what most cities will tell you that the census kind of didn't work out this last time. No 2020 was a yeah. bad year to run a census, so... Indeed, and hopefully there's a way. It's to a bad year to do numbers. a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm kidding. Yes, <laughs> it certainly yes. was. It was not fun on a city end attempting to get people to respond to censuses, and you know you're just praying that the numbers go up, and then you get like, oh, you actually lost people. No kidding. Yeah, doesn't seem to add up. Uh, no. So where did so you grew up there? You went to high school in Jessup. Yep, and then I attended Hawkeye for a few years. Uh, that's in Waterloo, Hawkeye mm-hmm. Community College. Yeah, and that's otherwise cool. we've been in Jessup for, you know, quite so many years. I don't want to admit exactly how many, but yeah, a long time. <laughs> you're going to be uh, having a change here soon. But uh, when you're not in Jessup and not in the office um, with the league here, where can you be found? What What are you guys up to? So I have three kids who are really busy in all their extra extracurricular activities. So like most parents, we're running around doing things for them all the time, which um, for the most part is pretty enjoyable until it's, you know, Iowa winter that wants to go on until June. Um, but yeah, we're doing a lot of that most of the time. Um, and then when we're not doing extracurricular activities and we all get downtime, we love traveling and we love going to the movie theater to watch movies. We just like love the movie theater for some reason. Any recent movies that our listeners should check out if they haven't already? Well, you know, we still haven't seen Buzz. The kids are really on my case right now Ooh, about that. Kids really want to see that one too. Yes. I have not even heard of that. Buzz Lightyear. Yes, you have. Oh, Buzz Lightyear. I'm sorry. But you know. You know. Yeah. I... You know Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Yes, I have heard of that. Definitely got to check that out. Yeah, so we haven't went yet, but I, they're on my case. We did go see Jurassic World, I think, a few mm. weeks ago. We were a little disappointed, not as good as we expected, but nonetheless. Little did our listeners it. know this was going to turn into a movie critic episode. <laughs> movie review. Movie mm-hmm. reviews, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of my life. I love movies. So. <laughs> That's cool. Well, cool. Amanda, what is the best career advice you've ever received? Uh, best career advice I've ever gotten was from a colleague who uh, told me, don't let not having my degree uh, roadblock me and my career goals. So mm-hmm. big advice for me as I, you know, did not finish my degree due to personal reasons and went on to the work field and have been working ever since. And sometimes I kind of felt like that was going to stop me from achieving my goals. And, you know, sometimes it's just what it is and you got to keep working. So, yeah, that's right. And I think, uh something that's interesting you bring that up i think there's a shifting perspective on um how rigid a organization is in terms of like the um i don't know the expectations or when they put out like a job ad you get you must have this degree or that degree and starting to feel like some folks are getting away from some of those more rigid ones instead of like you know we must have it we say ah, we prefer you have this but we also look at experience and the fit of somebody, which I think personally is a good way of 
of looking at things versus just having mm -hmm. a, a very strict set of, uh, okay, you have to have this degree or that degree. Yes, there's definitely a shift over the last several years with that um, being the case where experience is much more weight in regards mm -hmm. to degrees. So, and that's not saying that degrees aren't important. They are. Right. And anybody who has one, that's great. And continuing to achieve, achieve educational, any, even in while you're in a career, continuing right. to grow your knowledge is always good. But um, in order to pursue the future, it doesn't necessarily mean a degree needs to be had. That's right. Yep. Good blend of everything, I think, yep. is what makes for a good candidate in any real any job. And I'd, I'd add it in Iowa, we all talk about the labor shortage. And I think that's one of the things that our members, city governments, are having to, I think, take a look at with some of their different positions. Like how, how important is it having a four-year degree or a graduate degree, for that matter, for this position or that position? Um, is it better to just kind of have a combination of education and experience and i think again that's where a lot of cities are heading that direction because of out of need um so it's it's always evolving one thing I uh i oh, have no. one extra question mm -hmm. yeah I, and we i'm not sure if we can ask this or not but <laughs> we'll just go that's first in annual conference we have a workshop this year about like the crazy, it's an interactive workshop that's going to be held Thursday afternoon, and it's the craziest things you've ever heard. Your city has ever heard. Is that what it's called, Mickey? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. what what's the craziest thing that you experienced at Jessup? Can I ask that? Is that like legal? I think. I think. I mean, so I would say like the craziest thing that we had dealt with in my experience was um, we had a. We had a ordinance that didn't allow like farm animals, so in town, right? So, mm -hmm. like no chickens, things livestock. of such, like goats, livestock, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we did have a family who had a pot belly pig, and this pot belly pig was not just like a ten pound pot belly pig. This was like three hundred pound <gasps> pot belly oh pig, my and gosh. it was it oh was living gosh. in their house like a dog. I mean, it oh was like my. like a dog, um, and you know. We'd see it out and we kind of tried to let it pass in hopes that maybe, I don't know, you know, you don't want to be the bad guy. You don't want to be the bad city. I think most no of us kidding. get labeled that a lot. So at some point when the complaints started coming in from the citizens, we actually had to like follow up on it and, and go ahead and enforce, enforce the law. Mm -hmm. And we had to get rid of the pig out of town so oh, that was quite an ordeal we got you know lots of um lots of complaints from people that were pro animals um at how wrong it was and then you know the news it was like a whole ordeal and it and it was just like hey we're not telling you you have to like euthanize it we're just asking you to remove it from city limits because this yeah. is in our or ordinances um yeah this it just wasn't very fun <laughs> that issue is uh, surprisingly contentious in a lot of towns uh chickens and pigs and goats and bees you know there's all kinds of examples it's incredible but yeah that sounds fun <laughs> yeah it was definitely an interesting one to say the least so and then i think like why why we ended up getting complaints is because the pig would go after like kids to try <gasps> bite him and stuff oh like, my gosh okay, that would be traumatizing to yep. be chased yeah. by a pig 
A a large, pig. I mean, a very large pig. <laughs> like they had to get a trailer to haul it away. It wasn't something oh. they could have just put into a vehicle. So My. it was interesting. Well, one more question before we let you go. You've been at the league for a little while now, a couple of weeks or so. Um, what is something you did not realize about us that you perhaps have learned since you began? So I did not realize just how many associations the league had managed. So <laughs> obviously I came in from um, the finance deputy city clerk position. So like I knew all of the things that you did to support the clerk's area. Mm-hmm. However, I did not realize how many more associations that you guys assisted with. Mm-hmm. So like the mayor's league, the, um, city managers the managers yeah. the attorneys all of that there's there's quite a few more than i realized yeah yeah that's one of the things that um probably a lot of our members don't really understand unless you're in one of those associations you know you don't really probably realize that they're that they exist for one thing and then yeah. for the most part they're backed by the league and we help do their finances and budgets and help with their board meetings and do the minutes from that and, and then put on their events and conferences, um, which we're happy to do, of course. It's mm-hmm. it's a great connection for us. Uh, and we're glad those associations are strong and, and active. But yeah, I'm guessing a lot of folks don't realize that until they are in the middle of it. Yep. So it was news to me. Um, I'm sure had I done some more research in it, but again, one of those situations that I didn't really have much involvement in. So there was no reason to really look into it. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you on board and for you. many reasons. That's one of them to help us uh, support those associations. And uh, But yeah, we're thrilled to, to have you join the team and um, support our members in the membership services department. And also for hopping on the square and sharing a little bit more about you yourself. Well, I'm excited to be with the league and I'm excited to work forward in the future and what comes next. Sounds good. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. Thanks, Amanda. And that wraps up another episode of The Square, Katie. How'd we do? You ready for a little summer vacation? I can't wait. Ready. I'm more (laughs) than ready. (laughs) As we are recording, uh, Katie is just a a mere few hours away from getting on a week-long vacation. uh, Richly deserved and earned. I hope you you and your family have a great time. And for everyone out there, I'm sure you'll be traveling too. Be safe. Enjoy the summer. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we can do this off.